Maxwell and I I have already been together and filmed stuff today. So we. Oh, okay. You're a little sick of each other? No. (laughs) We actually had a really great time. Yeah, we had a really good time. Well, it's because I was in drag and she's always so much nicer than me. So the drag queen is so much nicer than me. I definitely think I get the opposite effect. I get mean Tony out of drag and nice well, Tony in drag. Cause you're always I mean. alert. That's you're why like, it's a good time because I was in drag and she's Oh no, wait, you are mean to me when you're in drag. You're mean, mean to, to me. Uh, yeah, I was like, I was like thinking about it. I'm like, um, what do you mean you're nice in drag? How many times have you asked me what my job title was at at Akbar before? You'll be like, just because you say job? honey and sweetie more, does it make you nicer? Hey, how dare you? I feel attacked and this is my show. And just because you draw your eyebrows on doesn't mean you draw them on not aggressive. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. I'm Tony Soto, and I have been lambasted to filth before we even started this show because my co-hosts are assholes. Speaking of those assholes, Maxwell Esposito is here. I am caffeinated and snappy. (laughs) We have Diana DeLuna. Oh, so caffeinated, ready to snap. Can I ask you something? Can I ask you something, Diana? How many... Uh, cups of coffee have you had today? I had not a quite full French press. Okay, thank you. Now stop. Not quite no, 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 no. Okay, hold on. Shut up, Maxwell. And how long have you been awake? Since 7.30. So, so you woke up at 7.30 and you've had half a French press. So Maxwell, tell Diana how, what time you woke up today? I've been up since 5.30 this morning. And oh. tell her as of right now, which is 12.03 in the afternoon, Pacific Standard Time in Los Angeles, California, how many coffees have you had? I have just sat down with my second and a half iced coffee cup. No, it's your third. It'll be your third by the time this is done. Iced coffee, like a big iced coffee? No. Um, It's like this little jar. I've had three of these. With milk and ice. You you have two hours on me, too. Stop it. Stop, stop, stop. He's Listen, Diana, he's got a sickness. There's a problem here. With, with him and his coffee intake. And it's I'm, called and- glamour. <laughs> I have a question though. Do you drink water? Lots of water. Okay, I don't then drink- fuck it. Then don't I, let anyone tell you I what to the, do. <gasps> I try to just stop drinking iced coffee before noon. He's not drinking don't- any water right now because I have his Hydro Flask. Do you We're- think that's the oh. only, I, what kind of Visco girl do you think I am? You think that's the only Hydro Several Flask in flask. my house? I'm like, and I open it. We did, we recorded some content today and he left a banana and uh, because he thought he was gonna have to record here because his internet was down. So he left his banana and hydro flask here and I gave him a key to my house. So now I'm nervous. <laughs> I forgot your key to the house is in my car. Oh my God, Maxwell. Hi, I'm Maxwell. Parked. Hello. Maxwell, how are you? Oh, I am so great. I spent this weekend, I think I spent like six hours on the phone talking to all of my friends and all the locations they live in and it felt fucking great. I miss my friends so much. So are they like all over the map or just all over the country? 
I spoke to my good sister, Michael, who listens to the show. Hi, Michael. Right, in Michael Japan. in Japan. Shout out to Michael. Oh, Hi, Michael. Michael. He just moved to Tokyo. He's like my drag daughter. If I had one of those in real life, this I would say is he is that to me. And I'm so proud of him. I love him. And I spoke with my girlfriend, Atusa, who's a mom. And we talked about her in Naperville. And I just, yeah, I miss Naperville. my friends. I've, uh, <laughs> I realize I've spent every November since I've moved, basically, except for like, two now um not in chicago so i'm having major fomo and miss my friends we were in oh that's chicago right you two were years in chicago. ago yeah 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 yeah. we, we Mike, took it we took a trip to together kind of right like i went for to, the tony soda show yeah oh my god that's right we recorded the tony soda show. yeah two years ago right now i was, was in chicago acting a fool with my friends on behalf of our listeners so thank you for that um yeah i really miss my friends but i'm very like i don't know really grateful to talk to them i love we should friends. do a live show on zoom guys we should oh that would be great i have i have that fucking software where we can like stream from uh youtube or twitch we should do a live show uh because we can mm-hmm. just do it like this i think i think you so. know i was so gung-ho about it at the beginning of the, the pandemic and then you know when you realize the pandemic is going to be a long-ass pandy you're like i'm just going to give up and just i have time i have time to come back to everything um, you know, it's so funny. I was just telling somebody the other day how at the beginning of the pandy, I was like, the government is totally going to take care of us. We're all not oh. going to have jobs. And the government is so like, if we all don't have jobs, how's the government just going to let us starve? I was so naive in my Yeah, well, well listen, you got, I saw But someone... then by like, but, but by July, I was like, are we all going to have water? Like, <laughs> is there going to be an earthquake and all the gas lines are going to bust? Yeah. Hi, Diana. Hi. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I had a terrifying and majestic run-in with nature over here in the suburbs. What happened? I was walking. So I have little tiny dogs, little shit tiny dogs, like maybe 12 pounds together. We walked right into a coyote. Like, and I don't live near the foothills. I was not expecting to see a coyote. They had to cross a fucking freeway to get to me. But it was also like a beautiful coyote. Oh, yeah, they're lovely. Like, yeah. No, but some of them are scroungy and mangy. This one has no. been eating some backyard pets. He was well fed. His coat. I saw I saw one the other day that looked like I looked saw one that looked like that. And I've seen some ones that definitely look like they've been only eating garbage. Yeah. So I was it trying to get your dogs? No. So it was coming out of somebody's yard. So it was eating a dog. So it's fine. (laughs) uh, It didn't look bloody, but I think it was looking, it was a little private street and it doesn't have streetlights and you know, it's getting dark early. Mm -hmm. And at first I thought, is that just a stray dog? So I moved over and then I saw it was a coyote and I like swung my dogs, screamed, ran down the street. (laughs) Holding over uh, your head, just. <laughs> but I do feel like I had that eye contact moment with the coyotes where I paused for a second, where you're like in a movie, like why are you paused? Did you okay. feel like Pocahontas? Okay, two things because this has triggered two memories for me. So I live close to a, a beautiful park here in Los Angeles, California, and I was at said park uh, one day coming out of it, and um, there's like this like grassy knoll uh, by the by the gates as you're coming out off of my street. And um, I saw a mama deer and a baby deer chilling, just chilling, laying down, having a good old time. And then I saw three fucking coyotes walking up and then just also sat down and chilled. And I was like, am I in heaven? 
was I right? Like, what happened here? Like, yes, it was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. Like, they like were like straight <sighs> mad chilling with each other. Now, I just watched this thing on Twitter yesterday. Someone posted a video. I, I guess maybe this family had like nursed a squirrel back to health or something, and they were letting the squirrel go. They're like, what? so they put Can the squirrel. Can you send me that? I'm obsessed I, I, with squirrels. I want to talk to squirrels so bad. You won't because I, let me let me finish it. So like this squirrel is like going up the tree, and they're like, oh yeah, come on. They even named him. You know, they made him. Oh. A, they they brought it into the world. Like come on, Parker or whatever. I don't know what they named him. And. You know, you're seeing this fucking little squirrel going up this tree and then out of nowhere, a fucking cat comes in and gets the fucking squirrel and <laughs> runs with it. And I was just like, oh. uh, I thought it was going to be something like even cooler, like a hawk or something, but just a regular cat. Girl, I think it was their cat. I think, I think it was the oh, family no. because they I, oh, they, I believe they personalized the cat too. They were like, no, Marty. <laughs> I was just like, you know, uh, I would be so annoyed if I had spent all that time nursing a fucking squirrel back to hell and it just went and got eaten. Are you scared? Like, do you go hikes on hikes with your dog, uh, Diana? Are you scared like you a know, big bird will take them? Yeah, I don't I don't go on hikes with my dog. I used to when I had just one dog who's like the little bit larger and I probably he's not even safe, but I also have like a tiny chihuahua and she's not like fit for humanity. She's <clears throat> she's <I> bred. Feel, <laughs> she's not like, made to survive anything. I feel like some of those birds are fucking huge. Like they're fucking they are. Like, uh, yeah. Like you see them flying over you and they it's just like massive. And I'm like, nah, you could probably take a 10 pounder. You know, like I, I bet that oh, bird yeah. could take a 10 pounder for sure. A like, hawk could definitely carry my dogs away. They're not outdoor dogs. Um, So we are bracing for a dark winter. <laughs> I mean, Maxwell's we, not, not with that ponytail. Oh girl, no. she's wearing her inches today. I am. <laughs> I like well, to wear it. I love wearing it. It's so great. It helps my bright Pocahontas. Win- my bright winter. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so good <laughs> i was i was in the same room with that pony uh diana and i can guarantee you it's just as ridiculous as it looks um, how does it feel because it actually looks like it feels pretty good nah, it's fabulous it's fabulous oh, okay <laughs> you know she she had the she was <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> so she'll, nicely. Pull, she'll, pull, she'll pull it from around <laughs> I was it was born to be on my head really so I feel great um but back to your dark winter Tony tell us how are you going to spend your time alone well I mean I I, I'm losing it because we're it's honestly I feel like if it's if when it gets cold I'm I'm gonna just stay home like what's the point in going out it's fucking cold anyway but I wished that I would not I have discovered yesterday I discovered the crown do you know the crown I've heard mm. about the it. The Crown is yes. the show on Netflix about right. the House of Windsor, you know, Queen Elizabeth and all that nonsense. Man, I watched seven of the first nine episodes uh, yesterday on Netflix. That shit is good. That, that shit is good. Have you not watched it? Do you, do you guys care at all about Tudor stuff or anything like that? No, I don't. I don't like any of that stuff. It just it bores it, me. It is very misogynistic. Yeah, I mean, I like. Yeah. I like. I like their costumes. I'm always like, sure. that's uncomfortable. Well, but- this is one of the most beautifully acted shows that I think the, the woman who plays uh, 
the Queen Elizabeth. I don't know who she is, but every time she was on, uh, I just found that there was a smile on my face out of nowhere. I was like, why am I smiling all corny? She's so good and believable. Um, mm-hmm. So it's fictional uh, history. So that it's, it's, it's like they, they take some real stuff, but then they, they play with it. And I don't know. It makes them super interesting. I don't know if they are interesting in real life, but it, it made them super interesting. And I'm like, well, maybe I should like hold off on this until January. I'll come back to it in January. And then I'll watch like, I'll finish season one, but then I'll like try to make the next three seasons last through winter. That's how I feel about the Real Housewives of Potomac. So I think we're kind of on the same page, right? <laughs> yeah. We're you have to ration yourself. Yeah, oh, no, like, I really love- work through. I love Potomac. I, now I put down the Housewives series. I haven't watched it in a while. I haven't seen the new season of Atlanta or New York or, you they know. They just dropped Salt Lake City and it's the most legendary franchise. I don't care about did. Mormons. Honestly, I'm not They're trying not to all give- all Mormons. I'm not trying to give a big platform to that culty ass state. Um, <clears throat> but like, uh, I like Potomac. Do you watch Housewives, Diana? I don't. I don't. But I may in this dark winter because I, I do enjoy lots of like E and TLC uh, when I can catch it on background. I like to do things and watch shit like that. If I can suggest, if you're going to do the Housewives, I mm-hmm. suggest that you start with either Atlanta or New York because those are two of the best. And then they are. And then you will be like, oh, these are amazing. And then you'll be like, what the fuck is Potomac? And then you'll turn that on and you'll be like, oh, I like these girls too. <laughs> I, I also like okay. Beverly Hills, but that's also just because it's like really relatable. It's just fun that it's like local. I, I like, like that. I was like relatable because you're so ritzy. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I saw those ladies at the store I worked at. Those ladies came into Saks all the time. So don't even. Lisa Vander. <laughs> One time I saw Lisa Vanderpump's dog and then I found out an hour later she was at the store and I felt really in touch with pop culture. So, Wait, the dog wasn't with her at the time? No, it was sitting in a chair. I'm not fucking kidding. I walked out. I was going on my way to a lunch break and they had some like fancy chair by a register with this little dog in it. And I went, I was like, is that Jiggy Vanderpump? And I was like, no. whatever. And then an hour later, a customer came up and was like, we saw Lisa Vanderpump in the fitting room and she was asked us if we still liked her because this was when this season when they were phasing her out so I <laughs> still like me and the customers were like yeah girl but like we weren't gonna tell her oh, we didn't no. like her it was so awkward but Lisa Vanderpump's a legend well so there you go uh Diana there's some there's some programming and Orange you- Orange County is really good but you have to like watch it with kind of like one no eye I don't or- I don't support Orange County right thank now you. Fair, <laughs> no, yeah. thank you it's hard to swallow but if you watch it in the sense where it's like literally a fairy tale world it's kind of funny it's re- I think I'll celebrate Atlanta and Georgia in general Atlanta is fabulous now fabulous. I, also it lulls like- at season six but you'll be entertained for the first five I really can't. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> I, I, oh yeah, no, it's good. And it's that's a, a lot, lot to look forward to. Yeah. And I, got, like- and I went through it pretty fast. Honestly, I'm embarrassed to say about how fast I went through it, uh, through Atlanta. I watched it quick. <laughs> Taco Bay and I killed all thir- <laughs> 12 seasons of New York during, from COVID to like, uh, like September. Say, I'm embarrassed on how fast I finished Cobra Kai while packing. I did that whole series in two days. I'm irritated. It was sad. I'm irritated with my cousin right now and Vanessa. If you listen to this show, I'm irritated with you because we started watching Cobra Kai when I was when I went on my road trip and stayed in Clinton for a while. And I was like, girl, we'll have like Zoom dates and we'll watch the rest of this show. So and they I, dropped out. 
I have been sitting, not watching Cobra Kai because I'm waiting to do a Zoom date with my cousin Vanessa. And no, so I'm angry. It's good. Oh, it's so good. It satisfies so many itches. Like I fucking love Johnny Cobra. I'm sexually attracted to him. Like it's great. It gives to me like those guys, the actors were thrilled to get the call. You know yes. what I mean? Like, like those actors. Is this like what is this? Is it, it, what it's, is it? It's a it's a series uh, that is uh, Karate Kid, the Karate Kid movies. Of so. the first three movies, like so, it's all that most of the actors from the first three movies. Plus, my favorite spin because I love a teen drama. I love all teen dramas. I just like to watch shit happen in high schools. And so there's a little bit of that. It's like <laughs> half and half. Cause I think it's for like parents and they're like preteens. Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> sure. To like live their best lives together it's, it's, it's in quarantine. It's to bring families together. So yes. like, so like your parents can be like, oh, this was such a cool movie when I was a kid. And, <laughs> and, the, and the kids can be like, oh, these are really cute teenagers. I love that. Karate. Yeah. Uh, guys, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, Our guest this week is literally the drag queen that started all the drama in Chicago, Illinois, uh, about our good old Judy (laughs) T-Rex. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Joe Lewis, a.k.a. Joe Mama. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Do you want more Tony Soto? I completely understand. If you want more of me, tune into the Gay Power Half Hour available on iTunes, hosted by me, Tony Soto, and my good Judy, Casey Lai. It's 30 minutes of funny faggotry you won't want to miss. Check us out on iTunes, the Gay Power Half Hour. All right, we are back with the show. Now, you know, it has come to my attention that maybe I've talked about this subject a little too much, (laughs) but I'm not done yet. You know, (laughs) I'm not done yet. Uh, Our guest today um, is a drag performer and activist. According to their Instagram, a model in some photos, I would agree. Um, We have Joe Lewis, AKA Joe Mama on the show today. Joe Mama. Hi, Joe. Hey, hi. It's so good to see you. You too. Y'all looking great. It's been forever. Long time listener. Thank you. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you so much for listening to the show. I'm surprised that we haven't had you on. This is your first time on the show. How are you? How's it going? How's Chicago? I'm good. Chicago's still windy AF. Uh, You know, the weather is doing its thing. It misses you dearly, all of y'all. And, uh, you know, it keeps on going. I'm doing all right. We're all doing the best we can in this COVID Yeah, so, well, your city has kind of been uh, a a little back and forth on things uh, regarding COVID because uh, Chicago did at some point open up restaurants and bars to 25%. That has since changed. You guys are now on a curfew. How has COVID been for you? Uh, Oh, you know, just a cakewalk in the park. No, it's been a full (laughs) nightmare. I've had to like take on many more skill sets and try and be as adaptable as I can and grow in this time of dormancy uh, for many and try to find a way to thrive when the world says to just, you know, stay inside and just be stable and don't make waves. Are you isolating alone? Mm. Oh yeah, I I live alone. Uh, I've always been pretty 
strict on uh, COVID procedures, especially because a lot of everybody in the industry got COVID at the very beginning. And we all um, really oh, had to really? go through this huge experience of being sick and being like, this, this is a weird, mysterious illness. And then COVID comes out and people still get tested and we find out people actually are. You mean like, like bar, bar, bar employees or whatever? Yeah, the very beginning, back when all this was first hitting, everyone was like, what? So a lot of us still don't know if we had it or not or what the story was. Mm -hmm. It just, everyone shut down and then we all just went to isolation. I went to the grocery store and bought a ton of chicken wings and <laughs> just stayed tight. And then we got through it on that first part, but then then the, the everything got political and then we were open, closed, open, closed. And then we have the mayor being like, well, I can't order you to do this, but now I'm just gonna advise you to do this. And the governor's going, well, I'm not, I'm not telling anyone to do, and it's just, you know, Pritzker and- This is the biggest issue. Like Maxwell and I were just talking about this today and Diana can attest because we're all in Southern California and it's basically uh, Gavin Newsom's being our daddy. He's like, I'm gonna put curfews on. I'm going to restrict stuff, but he does it. And I'm like, listen, yeah. your kids are stupid. You have to do it. All right, close it down. Yeah, just lock it down, down, baby. Nobody will be mad. Because we have Orange County here. And basically, that's just, that. that's Florida. So. Yeah. Right. He has a long time in his term for us to like forget <laughs> like how mad we were at him during COVID, just like kids, like, I hate you, dad. But then, uh, you know, a year will pass and people will go to Disneyland again and we'll be like, he's so handsome. Send us some more money. He was at a birthday party last week. Yes. <laughs> I saw people dragging him for that. Yeah. So, you are a drag performer. How long have has Joe Mama been in the gig? Uh, Joe Mama been out here doing it, you know, clacking them toes, feeding chill from in that shot. You know, now I've been out there like probably about twelve years. Yeah, um, I was gonna say you've yeah. done you've done a long time, and you do like cosplay stuff too, because you're a big old nerd. I'm one of the biggest geek nerds on the planet. I will be proud about that. Uh, yeah, I just, I do it. I don't really do it a lot for the fame. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg said a long time ago, she's like, don't get into entertainment for fame or money. Do it because you love it. And I love it. So I just every, learn every aspect of it. Hair, costuming, makeup, nails, you know. You do it all. Doing it all. Learning love the that. process, learning the craft and really enjoying it and, you know, finding my tribe and sticking to that and enjoying it and not really I respect that because yeah. as a job creating drag queen, which is basically useless, I don't do anything <laughs> myself outside of painting. Um, I wish that I was able to do all the things. Uh, so I didn't have to spend so much money, so much money, you know? Um, so you got into drag about 12 years ago. You started working at Berlin nightclub, correct? Uh, I started at Berlin. What, what is time now? Uh, like you were at Spin too, right? Yeah, oh, that's I, right. You I, I were started at Spin, at Spin when you were a baby. Wow. Yeah. I was gonna say I remember you at Spin because I remember seeing you there when I was a baby. We were all babies running spin around for dollar drinks. I don't know who was checking Stacking your ID. Drink. Was that that was not? <laughs> was not uh, my I. fake ID got taken at Spin, so. Oh, it wasn't me. Very embarrassing. <laughs> Very embarrassing. I was not taking the IDs. I was definitely going, oh my gosh, 
All right. Wait, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> what a long journey to Boys Town. That is so the difference between you and me. Because when I worked the door at Roscoe's, my favorite thing to do was to steal or was to bust someone with a fake ID. Be like, that does not surprise me. Be at like, all. sorry, fucker. Try harder. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, there was a science where if it was like two youngins and you knew they weren't going to be trouble, you could be like, don't, don't mess this up. But if there were six of them, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Y'all going to be all crazy. And Max, well, don't look at me like that. Listen, you have to, sometimes, sometimes your good times are ruined. All right. And you got to learn that too. All right? I would just, I just find it very hard to believe Tony Soto, queen of good times all the times would take away people's ID and take away their. Yeah. Pride. Who ruined your good time? Yeah, I like, I don't like well, them. We, we don't have enough time. This is I about like Joe. I know. We've, no, we've all worked the door and I love it. Like I've been to the door with Maxwell. I, I haven't been to the door with Tony, but I remember you be at the horseshoe on that one <laughs> night on the mic, giving everybody some shit. Oh, when I would drink a bunch of whiskey and then make fun of strippers. Yeah, that was, oh. uh, you know, how did she ever get sober? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, but you started working at Berlin and then you started that fun, like geek night, right? Were you, a, did you start that or were you a part of the geek night? Originally, the originally, geek yeah, there was night. a geek night that started and then- What was uh, it called again? The original one, I don't, I don't recall. I don't recall. And then that person, that producer, had to go. They were doing a lot of shady stuff and a lot of shady dealings oh, there. So then we, know who that is, yeah. we, we, yeah, we teamed up and we formed a new thing called Geek House. It's supposed to be a safe, inclusive environment for all geeks because, especially for LGBTQR plus individuals, it's still hard. You go to conventions, you go out there, and to be gay or queer at all, it's still kind of shunned. It's still weird to put yourself out there, much less in a costume, and then to be gay in the costume. Why is like, that? Can I just ask you? Because cosplay is the faggiest thing. Uh -huh. like, here's a, you know, I'm gonna be. Listen, I love it. Yeah. I, I love nerd shit. I mean, like, I mean, I, I love, I love nerds. I'm not really into what they're into. A video game, I'm not really interested. But like, but something, something is like as fantasy as video games. Like, why is there Dress so much? Up. Why is there so much homophobia? Like in well, that. I think no offense, but we saw a Gamergate where a lot of uh, straight white men ruin everything. I just, mm. I'm just saying that's, I'm just, that's the long and short of it. You let them have any part them of them again. Get in there and you go, oh, but straight white men, come on, we can, <laughs> come on. This was my biggest issue when I went to a diaper party um, uh, because it was like a bunch of big old white dudes in diapers and they were like, no, the women can't go in the changing room. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I'm like, your silly ass can go in the waiting room? Like, I did, I did not understand. I did, did not compute. Women actually change diapers. That's right. At least, <laughs> at least they could give they could give you some advice, some tips. You know? Are you from mm. Chicago, Joe? No, originally born in Germany through military family and then raised in Atlanta. Oh, we were just mm. talking about Atlanta before we came to break. We're trying to get Diana to watch some Real Housewives. Try, oh, I you... mean, I'm there. <laughs> it was just lightly suggested, and I agreed wholeheartedly. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a battle by any means. She was, no. she was in. Twist her arm. How long? So when did you move to Chicago? Uh, about, it was 12 years ago. Uh, that's when oh, I made so the So you literally moved to Chicago. You saw the faggotry, and you're like, I want to be a part of this. <laughs> I want in on this. Because I started in Atlanta a little bit, but it was, I can't say it really started. I went and did this HIV AIDS fundraiser at a club that doesn't exist anymore because of racism. And uh, I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about in Atlanta. And threw on my mom's wig that I stole 
and went to this damn thing, did Mariah Carey's fantasy, thought I was on it, realized I was not. And, um, you know, you did my Maybelline, cover girl, don't cover boy. So when you moved to Chicago and you saw the faggotry and you saw, because Chicago 12 years ago was pretty fierce for sure. Like mm-hmm. when, I remember I moved there in 2002 and it was wicked fierce then too. So like, who were the famous queens? Who, who, was, who was hustling? Who did you know or who did you see out when you, when you first came? When I first came, yeah, because it was a totally different climate. We had Continental was queen of the queens of the scene. And then uh, it was a lot more girls who were trans were in positions of power, uh, but everyone was still kind of pulled by a string of Continental and pageantry. Mm-hmm. And I was just running around like a little lost lamb, not knowing what to do. And Dita Ritz popped up and I was like, Dita! So Dita was there, Sion was there. And then we had Mercedes was doing a thing. She'd always pop around. She had a billion nicknames for me. Oh, that's right, Mercedes. Is, is Mercedes still in Chicago? Yeah, she's still here. And then okay, me and Marks. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, Taj Mahal. Oh, yes, of that course, was the, yeah. Tasha always made room for me at her table. I'd go to Hydrate and I didn't know anyone. She said, get over here, baby, sit on my table. You can have some of my champagne. And she would like, cause she wasn't drinking it. And <laughs> she would let me sit there and watch the show. And I'll never forget that kindness that was like given to me during that time. Yeah, like when I got when I went there, it was like Fousey, Lauren Jacobs, and Miss and Frida Like, oh my God, Fousey! Yeah, is, is Fousey still around? Oh my God, Miss Fousey! Miss Fousey! I'll never forget did you that. Ever, did, you, did you know Miss Fousey at all, Diana? Miss Fousey, she was the one who called everyone pineapple, and she always had like a big white wig on. Oh, that bit. Yeah, I know that big white wig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Miss Fousey. I lived right across the street from Berlin and Spin right during in. I went to a Seder. I went to a Seder at your place. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so when you started getting involved, tell me, tell me the first time that you met Tranica. I, I knew Tranica when Tranica was Benjamin. And when Benjamin had just moved to town, I had maybe five friends. And we got to know each other through our good friend who owned a cool Coco Rococo, this awesome vintage store that's still standing. It's amazing. If you get a chance, check it out. And I uh, I modeled for her store. She was like, I like your vibe. Come do this thing. So then, of course, I started hanging out there. And Benjamin just kept showing up and then got a job there. And Sasha was like, yeah, I had to get him a job. He just kept coming in. And I was like, oh, well, dang, I got to give me a job too. Hold up. Mm-hmm. But then we'd all, I'd hang out with Sasha and Benjamin would be there. And Benjamin was just very quiet. And then started doing gigs. That's the thing. I've, I've known Tranica for that long. I knew her before she touched her ever first shade of lipstick, started going to the parties, and then built a following and moved that following from the west side all the way to Lake. She started a hideaway. She started right. a hideaway um, doing some real bunk drag, uh, emceeing there. <clears throat> and then she, she moved to Boys Town. Right. And then, you know, was welcomed by the family of Santana <clears throat> at Berlin and started doing some work with the Scarlet Crowd and trying to, you know, get a foothold and build, you know, a career out of that. And then made friends with some people and those friends went on to become famous through mutual fostering and that kind of helped elevate their position. And then uh, those friends went on and then she didn't ascend in the same like efficiency in a way. Yeah, but, she doesn't uh, have any talent, so it's hard to uh, make oh. that look good. It's it's hard to make it famous, you know what I mean? Like, let, let let's just be let's just be real. I, I'm not I'm not a fan 
Uh, I, I've not ever been. So um, yeah, but Katy Perry figured out how to copy people too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of famous people that don't have talent. We live in LA. Mm-hmm. We should know that. I mean, no That's, offense to Katy Perry stands, but it's just persistency. Yeah, well, it's very selling true. it. But the thing is, it's like I feel like I feel like it was like. So she was always just meant to be a hanger on, in my opinion. Now, was she all now when you were starting to get into drag and uh, and she was she in a place of power at that point? Like, when did when did it go askew? When were you like right here and when did it go different? Uh, When the power change happened, because while we're both still doing drag and then she's getting her uh, foothold there and her support. I'm still not really giving a fuck and running around and getting in drag when I want to or when I have time because I'm working uh, constantly with these nights, either barbacking, trying to work your way up into bartending, doing door where I can. At one point, working the Chicago two, hustle. The Chicago. Right. Hustle. You want to be a you want to be a bartender? You have to start at the door. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You work your way in. You're doing stuff, and so I'm getting where I could. Whereas she was working at a tea shop at one point, you know, bartending over here doing her hustle, but then still making sure she had her nights through um, Scarlet and then really kind of got in bed there and really was like, I'm doing this here and had the backing of management to help build that up and really try and make it a thing. Uh, Even though sometimes it wasn't financially feasible, it didn't make sense, they still would give the backing there. As did Berlin when she took over for that show. That show didn't do anything. Drag Matt didn't do a damn thing for two years. And we- A very long time. We said it was the weather, but it takes a long time to you know, really make something work and you have to have a good venue to have your back on it to get anywhere. And she was mm. given a lot of support that I hope that maybe she can appreciate uh, from not just them, but also people on the ground floor who would show up and turn on the lights, make sure the air was right, clean the dressing room, all that work for her. So the bartenders that, that, that promoted her nights. Right, right. So, but okay, so ultimately, we had some, there, there was, has been some racial unrest here in 2020 to add on what? to the list of bullshit. And um, it, 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 uh, it, it, brought, it brought a bunch of you girls to the streets of Chicago and you had an iconic moment where you kind of just had a, I've had enough moment. Now, before we get into the, I've had enough moment, what were the actions that led you up to that? uh for the march itself no for for so so because obviously when i watched you say what you did about tranica on stage it seemed to me that you had had it yeah i was over it what were some of the things because the thing is it's like there's a lot of supporters that are still out there uh supporting tranica which is you know fine whatever but it's also a lot of people who don't really have the full information um, and just how long she was awful. So like, can you just give us briefly, like what are some of the things that led you to that moment where you just had had enough? Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll be quick. Cause it's a lot. It's, I, <laughs> she, she called me before this one article thing came out and um, asked me, she said, I still don't know what I did to you, which I thought was weird because even I'm currently in a fight with one of my best friends. We're having a disagreement and like, we're, we know we're going to work it out. But that stuff happens when you know someone for 12 years, you're getting a tiff here, you're mm. getting a fight there. 
and you kind of, there's an incident and you get through it and you work through it as friends. So for Tranica to blindly say, I've never done, we've never shared words or had any issues. I go, then that should be a huge red flag right there. How are you going to know someone for 12 years and never have one issue? If that ever happens, why haven't y'all started fucking or gotten married? Because good Lord, you figured out the fucking curse. Like how'd you do that? How, how? But um, obviously that's, that's a power dynamic that she failed to acknowledge because oftentimes the person in the more submissive place isn't free to speak on stuff. Mm. And I was trying to touch on that. I go, how could I? The one time I ever actually did speak up against her, there was another producer who was making a move against her because he saw an opening because this one drag queen called her a bully. I don't know if y'all are there for the mom jeans controversy, but um, oh, yes. has so I, many controversies. I remember. Mm-hmm. I know. But so that whole thing went down. She got called a bully, got almost canceled. Everybody else, uh, her enemies came out in force to remove her. And I had the GM come to me and say, are they a bully or not? And then I had to defend her and be like, it's not that they're a bully. It's that this, that, and the other. Uh, and that it's very repressive and has a hostile environment constantly perpetuated uh, with different sets of rules for different people. Like, so what makes it racist, which people want to grab onto here, and what seems most impactful, is you can't have two different standards for black girls and white girls. And then you can't um, go out and only give room for one or two black girls, only support one or two black girls, and then have them on this weird ass rotation to where only one of the black, the one black girl, you know that you get to be uh, touched on the stage once. You get one, one pass by. But then the same group of white girls get a faster rotation cycle through because Tranica was playing the rules of this racist setup that was placed before her and saw nothing wrong with that. Mm, I so see. not only was she feeding you into a system that she knew better than to feed into, she was also forcing everyone else to be complicit in that system. And seems like she also got like a high off of like making people a thing. Yeah, she loved creative because she'll say that she created Trixie. She'll say that she created Kim, Kim, even though with Kim, she had totally disregarded her. And I said, I stopped at Scarlett and I said, I think you need to go back and review that because she goes, I don't think Kim's ready. And I was like, Kim's more than ready. You need to go back and look at that again. And I'll never forget that moment of Tranica wanting to throw Kim in the trash. Do you know how many like, times I've heard me? Tranica say that someone wasn't ready? And I just right. looked at her and was like, bitch, where are you? Like, are you where are you? Ready for what? And it was yeah, always like, the, mm-hmm. the black and brown girls who were never ready or never good enough and always ready for her to jettison and throw off. And whenever she would, uh, someone would, after she set all this up, then we had even the most recent one before lockdown where someone didn't promote a show for a Saturday. Tranica called it out publicly in one of her group chats. The rest of us all heard about it. And then this person was then blacklisted for four weeks. And if Tranica blacklists you from her shows, then you're blacklisted from everyone else's shows because they're mm. all scared of retaliation. So Tranica would do these little things mm. that had these huge reaches and block people shit. from working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's mob it shit. Is, yeah. yeah, it's literally. And then I was, you would speak up and then she would threaten your job. Like she went to the owners and told them that I had a drinking problem and that I was a threat to all these other stuff. And I said, hey, excuse me, me? I have okay, seen her cool. drown in a bottle of Fireball. What are we talking about? Drinking problems. Like, I will oh. own and hold myself accountable on getting drunk when I'm off work, sure. And damn right, I was drunk as fuck at your show to deal with your fucking ass. But that's that's going too far, but that's the truth. <laughs> and then try to use it against me. This is a truthful and podcast. I yeah, thought it was wild that she threatened my job and thought, I haven't done anything against you. And I said, well, right there, girl, you threaten my well-being and my livelihood 
because I spoke out against you one time on one thing. Because she so doesn't now, think of it as your livelihood. She doesn't give a fuck about anyone else but herself. Now, it did not seem to me when you were on the stage that you necessarily went on. With you, it didn't seem like you had the intention of calling her out. Not at all. No, I wasn't going to say her name at all so on purpose. It? What was it? Got we reached it. It was literally the very end of it all. Uh, and then I look out in the crowd and the person that Tranek had been sitting with, the two people, because I checked, I called out earlier at the beginning, I said, look out here, look for your leaders. If your leaders aren't present in this crowd, they're not your leaders. Your leaders would be here. They would show up. And I'm Fair looking enough. out there and I'm like, oh, hey, did so-and-so show up? Did so-and-so, because I checked in with them before the march too. And I said, hey, are you coming to march? Because I wanted you, to make space and room for them. You organized the march, correct? Correct, Yeah. And then cool. uh, we love it, takes a, it takes a village. It wasn't, you know, it takes a village to get all that stuff done. And then I looked out for these people and I saw that Tranica had left. And I was like, are you kidding me? You're going to just, when you're done, you're done. So you're just going to leave. And then the other people were still there. And I was like, wow, that's kind of, that takes a lot of nerve to, again, just disrespect all of us who came out here to speak this. And if you want to be a leader, why would you not see it through to the end? But okay, cool. Still let that go right through. And then we're at the very end of it all. And as Lucy, Lucy said, Lucy Stuhl was like, you cleared the block. Because then I just started listing everything off of everything I, that I thought maybe had been missed. Because I was like, we're not going to get through this without everybody coming clean and everything being accountable. Because that's the only safe way to do this. Everyone own your shit right now together. And then we can move the hell on as one community. Let's, let's clean it out and we can all get through it. But these people, they want to hold on. And I was like, okay, then here we go. This person over here, uh, gatekeeping on this, shouldn't be uh, stopping other people. They need to be sharing their talents and their gigs. You don't need to be taking up every fucking gig you fucking get, blocking other people from working. Other people are hungry, share it. Uh, mm. And then I got to that one and looked around. And then I was like, and then this one person, and I looked down and Lucy was right there. Whoa. <laughs> the necklace on my neck that Tranek had given me as a crumb uh, from this, I did these drag swaps and it was left over and she was like, here, I think you want this. I was like, sure, thanks. And it was this tire cheek necklace. And I was just grateful at the time to have gotten any kind of acknowledge from her towards my drag career at all, because that's also something she would gatekeep and hold from everyone. As you, everyone was always looking for praise from her and I always prided myself on never doing that. And then this one little trinket actually made me feel like maybe some kind of acceptance. And I was like, fucking fuck. And I was like, you know what? fuck her. She's leaving us. She's abandoning us. She's pulling all this shit. And I was like, I'm not going to say the name. And then that's when Toto, that's when Shay, everybody was like, say it, say her name. Cause then I was like, if I don't say her name and she gets away from the Scott free, she's going to keep doing what she's doing. She's never going to have to answer what she's done. And then even earlier that day, the day before there was a mutual person of ours who had been coming to the bar as a regular, who had a, a mental breakdown and was reaching out to everyone. And I reached out to Tranica saying, have you talked to his wife? Because she had a better relationship with her. And she was like, that fucking idiot, da 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 I can't believe, what a mess. And I'm like, this is a serious problem. We need to follow through and make sure they're okay. And so it showed me right then and there, she hadn't changed. So this whole movement and everything, still didn't care, still wasn't gonna do the work. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you here with your accountability. I ripped that necklace off and I said her name and I said, I'm not sure nigga Tranica and threw it down. Because I was done being complicit. I was done of her threatening my job and my well-being. I was done with even the phone call I had with her where she was trying to explain, ask me what I'd done. And I was like, girl, 
if you hurt my neighbor, you're being unjust to my friend. If you're being unjust to the culture, to my race, that's offensive to me right there, period, girl. You can't, yeah. you can't do that to all of us. And sure enough, she still was like, no, with that. And I was like, if you hurt my neighbor, then you're hurting me. And that's what we all need to realize. We're all in this together. So fuck you. Well, let's no talk, more. Let's talk about, because you mentioned something. You said forced complicity. You said that, Tranica, forced complicity. And um, <clears throat> I kind of, I, I, gr- I agree with you. Because even me being here in Los mm-hmm. Angeles kept my mouth shut about things that I knew because I didn't want it to affect the wallets of any of my co-hosts uh, that may be drag performers, you know? Because right. let's face it, Lucy did, uh, Dusty Balls wasn't on a Tranica ticket for digital drag until they quit the Tony Soto show. Now, I'm not saying that has anything to do with them being on the Tony Soto show, but what I am saying is it might, you know? Right. And, and so, and so, and, and I feel like for years I've been, I've been quiet about the way that she treated Shay and all this and all that. So let's talk about this because I have an issue with the article that came out, the puff piece that came out about Tranica um, and the fact that you weren't interviewed for it. And the only people who were mentioned in it were the ones who have a name somewhere in you know, like they're either on the game show or like with Lucy Stuhl, she achieved her fame uh, organically. Um, but those girls were complicit too. Like, let's not forget, like if it, if, if your wallets were cool and at that time it was cool. Why do you think that you weren't approached or why do you think that like you're not getting asked or credited for starting this? Because I think you deserve credit for it in a positive way. Oh, well, thank, thank you for the credit. Uh, but I think, again, in, in the same way of the shared complicity, you know, I, I'm guilty too. Uh, I, I spoke up. Lucy spoke up. There's different times. Shay fucking said, fuck off and fuck you. There was a whole breakup there where she went down and said, I'm going to hydrate now. I'm not working with you anymore. Mm-hmm. So everyone yeah. yeah, spoke up in their own ways and then dealt with the consequences of all of that and then of course people not touching you or talking to you and that 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 repercussion was real i would have someone who i commissioned to spray paint a jacket for me and then two days later they said oh i'm so sorry i can't do it actually now or make a wig for me who's now making a ton of wigs for a lot of people and then they come to me and say oh i can't do it anymore i'm so sorry and each time then i'd watch an entire dress thing of dresses come out for her from that person that's supposed to spray paint or whole thing of wigs come out from that person that i was supposed to get those wigs for it's like a tip for that. And I'm like, you know, the details don't add up there. So that the worry and the concern isn't just some weird smoke or whatever thing. And then with this article specifically, it's, um, they, it tells you a lot right there that the person writing the article, Rebecca, wrote this article in mind to set up a certain narrative and to frame a certain um, way and then to use these black bodies and these black voices to amplify it because they knew that they could because they knew from their position that's what they wanted to do. And but so they look at me, and I know they probably looked at me and they also probably knew if they talked to me, they weren't gonna hear what they wanted to hear. I wasn't gonna give them um, any leniency or anything. I would disturb the narrative that they were trying to frame and create because then all the other journalist friends I had in response to that, that did reach out to say, do you wanna say anything about this? Do you wanna talk about this? One of them pointed out specifically and said, when you grab the other narrative or the other side that everyone is not talking about, you now become the only person saying that. 
So Rebecca Carry gave that. herself so much power and so much space by now being like, I'm the one reporting from Tranica's perspective. And in doing that, now is the sole holder of what could be the supposed truth of it, which is so disrespectful to so many other journalists who've been working in the movement, working on these things where this would come up. So I, I understand why I wasn't tapped or approached or even though my likeness and my words were used in the article from mm -hmm. an observation point of view, which it's always weird to feel Ursula and like someone has taken away your voice and you're, I hate that so much, but I get it. And also, I'm also not trying to get any credit. Uh, this is a big ass movement done for where we don't have leaders or centralized positions of power for a reason. We've seen that having that leadership and those centralized positions of power lead, can lead to one, you getting shot in your face, uh, to having uh, bricks through your window, to having uh, someone getting too much power, and then they become this demagogue individual that actually hurts the movement. So it's got to be shared. It's got to be spread now, out. And, and, and I, I, I hear that absolutely. I, I wanted to make it a point to definitely have you on the show. I wish I would have had you on before I had the other girls on. You know what I mean? Because honestly, that, that I feel like, yet again, a, a, little, a, a piece of the problem. Um, but before we go to break, I want to ask you this. Because Maxwell had shown me that uh, Tranica looks to be uh, rebranding her social media. Like uh, all of the mentions from the article are removed, like anything. And the very, the very first picture on her timeline right now is Black Lives Matter, but with the comments shut off. What do you think her plan is and what do you want to see happen as a result of what happened this whole year? When I spoke to her on the phone and she was doing her, whatever she wants to call it before the article came out, um, which wasn't long, she had 15 minutes because I had somewhere to be. And uh, <laughs> so sorry, I'm busy. And um, she was saying how she still, I was like, why don't you just move? And she was like, because uh, I was like, go. I don't understand. Why are you still here? This doesn't yeah. make what? And because I really wanted to know. I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. And she was saying, I still am planning to be active in the scene and still be me. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, what? wouldn't you be doing harm by sending yourself at all? And that's when I was like, no. So her plan seems to be to still find a way to be active as Benjamin one could guess maybe to then come back who knows someone else was like she could be a manager for queens and talent she could do that i'm like good good but she might people trust i mean people wouldn't trust her well a lot of drag managers are hard to trust but i think that with with her especially i'm just like what i would hope she would do is i really need her to do the work and show it because i don't think anyone is beyond the chance or the ability to come back. She's not she dead yet. She can come back. She can't I don't wish come back, her dead. Right? I don't wish her harm. Yeah, she can come back and do the right thing <clears throat> because she's still a queer individual and queer people are powerful and we're very transformative. And I think there's always, a there could be a second, third, fourth chance for someone and I'm not gonna stop anyone from that, you know? And that there's a better future and the future that I see and the future that I want and I hope that everyone else dreams of too is when we can work together and we can fall down and we can get back up and we can make it work but we have to honestly do the work. We have to be authentic. We have to really know ourselves, be honest with other people ourselves and really 
do and show the work. And she has so much to show. Let's stop cancel cancel culture for 2021 and start doing accountability culture because that's what it comes down to. I don't think that Tranica should never be allowed to do drag again. I don't think that she should never not be allowed to host another show again. But what she's shown the world and us since that has all happened is that she has no interest in doing so. When your inkling is to get drunk before a town hall, that's about you, bitch. You got you have some priorities that you need to adjust. And quite frankly, it does not look like you've done the work. So I don't want, I think it's too soon for her to even try anything right now, in my opinion. But right, right. Someone else was pointing out they were saying <laughs> that, you know, if someone hasn't learned their lesson, can they come out of a timeout? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly right. And and I'm sorry, but this puff piece bullshit, it wasn't it. That's not it. What's it is coming on the Tony Sutter show, trying to go. <laughs> I mean that, or at least have authentic apologies where you don't hold people like with a gun to their head, basically. Like she still couldn't understand that process, but anyway, I don't want to digress. Well, look, audience, I've got it out of, I've got it out of Joe Mama's mouth. I can put this to rest for a minute. <laughs> I feel, I feel like I've had my full You did the moment. journalistic work. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you, Diana. You did, a deep, you did a deep dive this semester on T-Rex. <laughs> oh, I just like unplugged my headphones. So I, I can't feel that that's a fair and accurate reporting. Keep complimenting me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're amazing. You're gorgeous. <laughs> but, but like, and I, 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 I do feel like now I can, I can, I can move on from like featuring it so much, but I, I wanted to hear your opinion. I wanted to hear your voice and I wanted to hear your point of view on this. Because you have, you know, here's the thing. Tranica spent her career watching everyone get famous around her, you know, and, and exceed her. And you are still having fun with it. And you got to see it all from kind of like a back uh, position. So you, you had like a first a front row seat to, to it all. I, have, I literally still have the book. I have books of everything written down. I wasn't kidding. When I said the March, I have a book and I... I still have real ones where I've written down crying or angry when she would like pull shit against me or against others and how frustrating it was. It's real. You better publish that girl. You better no. publish that. You better put that burn book out there, bitch. No. I'll buy six copies. Uh, <laughs> listen, we're going to take make a, it a fun, make it a fundraiser for gay rights. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. Make it, make it, give it, give it to black drag council. Come on now. <laughs> um, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we have our listener questions of the week. We'll be right back. Tony Soto Show. All right, we are back with the show. Listeners, if you want to hear your questions, concerns, or comments right on this show, it's so easy to do. All you have to do is go to the Tony Soto Show dot, dot com. Oh, Jesus Christ. The Tony Soto Show dot com. And it's right there at the top, y'all. Just leave a little message for us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd like to hear if you have any notes for Diana or Maxwell, because, you know, they need them. They need them. Uh, who's gonna I can start? take constructive criticism. It's fine. Yeah, Tony, look in the mirror. How, much, how do you handle constructive criticism? Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> um, let's, uh, let's, don't make me blacklist you from this show, Maxwell. <laughs> Why I gotta be black? I'm <laughs> why has it got to be a list why can't I just be the only one on it huh? 
Uh, all right, Maxwell, start us off with our first question. Okay, Jeff writes, no disrespect, but if you're going to start bashing white people again, then you're going to lose listeners. I'm so sick of being used as a scapegoat. I want to be a part of the solution, but that means we can't lose our place at the table. Well, Jeff, um, I mean, if you really feel like you're a part of the solution... You can well, pull Jeff. your chair out from the table and you can put it behind someone else. You don't need to be right up at the table. All right. Calm Jeff down. doesn't even realize that the table is in his house. <laughs> like, <laughs> table. Well, and it's like nobody's saying he can't. I mean, if he thinks he's the solution, then why does it upset him that we think this way about white people? I'm a white person and I love listening to us talk about white people. And yeah. how terrible they are. We are. Yeah. Uh, Joe, this is the thing. Are, are white people back? Uh, is, it, is it free range on white folks again? <laughs> Take them all out. No, I'm kidding. Uh, defund white people. No, not at all. They think because what everyone's going through still is they're still on the defense and being attacked. And it's part of the process because Jeff keeps feeling like you said, the gum at the bottom of that table was his great grandfather's gum. You know, it's, uh, that, that he has if he had to clean off because he doesn't want to be accountable for any of it. Uh, about time, maybe you get up, make some room for other people at that table, Jeff, and maybe get used to a little bit of the hazing a little bit here, learn to roll with it. And if it is striking a chord with you, there must be a reason. You might. And you. see, this is, this is, I, I, this is what I'm going to say. And can this, you know, this ties into what Maxwell said. Maxwell can sit here and roll with the punches and hear the fucking bullshit because you know what? He is on the right side. He does his best to live a good life and not be fucking racist or misogynistic and disrespectful. Whereas if you take offense to things that we say on the show, then it must be uh, reminding you of something you've done. So, oh yeah, I mean, I've heard how white people talk when they think I'm Italian. Mm. <laughs> right, you when know? They think I'm white. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, don't yeah. act like you know we're the only one bashing. There was a whole other thing I had to work out where I had to explain this to someone, and I said, "Well, the other thing is, so let's say white people get completely off the hook, don't ever have to answer for this, and we all actually move forward and we fix everything without ever having to rake them over the coals a little bit." Well, if we do that. Let me show you, play that tape to the end, and then it's just going to repeat itself. Because if they don't have a mental place in their mind of how bad this hurts, white people go back and they do right the same thing. They mm -hmm. need to feel it. They need to know it. They need to experience and have that benchmark in their history, in their mind, to remind them even a touch of how much it sucked for everyone else for so long. Yeah. Because it's like, we, no. And if we've learned anything from 2020's election, we've learned that white people are huge liars. And they say that they listen and that they are active and that Black Lives Matter and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then they vote for Trump. So the thing is, your shit's always gonna come out. And as long as it keeps coming out and as long as you look ignorant and aren't trying to, and you say you wanna be a part of the solution, but you, you don't wanna lose your place at the table, by your part of being the solution is to step the fuck back from the table right now. That's how you are a part of the solution. And uh, if, if that bugs you because you haven't said anything in a while, fuck you, all right? I don't need you as a listener on this show, but I will tell you something, you'll still listen because you love to hate me. So it's fine. <laughs> Another fan going through their karmic mm -hmm. fire. 
I'll only let us talk about the one, the white people that deserve it. And there's a lot of them, but only the ones that deserve it, Jeff. I promise we'll only hate on those ones. Wait, who who wouldn't deserve it that I would talk shit about? Oh, I guess we'll find. Stay tuned, Jeff. <laughs> or don't. I don't give a fuck. Here's the thing. I don't give a fuck. I've been doing this show for six goddamn years. I've offended a lot of people in my day, and I'm still here. So thank you for listening. Who's next? Uh, that's me. This is from Sarah Beth. My girlfriend, Anne, and I moved in together in November of last year. So it's been a year of lesbian bliss. Anne turned me on to your show and we have a blast listening to you. Here's my gripe. Anne thought it would be cute to get a pandy baby. Three weeks ago, she came home with a cat named Tina. I don't like Tina and I think she knows it. Tina has pissed on my hoodie and hisses whenever I try to love on Anne. I feel like Tina was a lesbian in another life and is trying to steal my girl. Anne loves Tina though, and I like cats okay, but I kind of want to fight this bitch. So Diana, you're a weird witchy bitch. Could that cat be an old lesbian? <laughs> I think that this cat just likes Anne better. <laughs> That's it. That's, I don't even think that this is a spirit. I think that. Yeah, was Tina rescued? If Tina was rescued and Anne was the one who did it, of course, that's who I would like too. My Are dogs you... still bite my husband. Like, <laughs> yeah, like. I'm confused. Like, what solution are we supposed to give her? I mean, do cats need therapy? Like, I've heard of dog whispers, but like, are cat whispers are a thing? Like, is that I something you're so. supposed to do? Yeah, I think that you should probably get a train. Are you are you a pet owner, Joe? Uh, petting this booty. Now, uh, I have plants. I gave into the thing. I have a bunch of plants, but I don't have a, a pet after my fish pass. <laughs> we so. love plants. Oh my God, I love your aloe plant. Where did oh, you get that, Oh, that's Tony? right. Some little gay guy gave it to me. Oh, I love it. Did he have a 32-inch <laughs> hair extension and a gold tooth <laughs> earring and sure looked really did. fabulous? I heard it's a plant baby. I heard it was... Uh, it a was propagation. A pr I heard it was propagated. Propagation. <laughs> propagation. Maxwell, you're not a big uh, uh, pet person. What if Taco Bay showed up with a cat or a dog that didn't like you? You want to know a funny story, actually? When Taco Bay and I first started dating, he texted me just kind of out of the blue and was like, oh, by the way, I'm going to take my dog this weekend. And I was like, we'd been dating for like almost a month. And I was like, this bitch has a motherfucking dog with an ex-boyfriend and he didn't tell me i really used that i was about to use that as leverage to end it with taco bay so i mean oh. maybe i'm not the right person to ask <laughs> i mean i was going through like a spiral fantasy where so I was, do you have like, a step dog find... i i don't because oh. i'm not legally married to taco bay <laughs> oh, but <right>. um <laughs> but um lola is a dog that we have taken care of sometimes um and she actually does like me but I was also going through a phase where I was really just trying to break up with Taco Bay. I was like looking for any reason. He was just so nice and cute. But I was like, oh, he has a dog with his accent dumping him. Yeah, I was like ex baggage, dog baggage. But maybe just like, I don't know. Yeah, you should call Caesar at the dog whisperer and see make if he can help Anne, you with your Make Anne go out for a couple of hours. Just hang out with Tina. Change Tina's name. She's probably upset that you named her Tina. Oh, I like Tina. I hey, like a sassy get, cat named Tina. Hey, I could take that out of Wait. context really easily. <laughs> in editing, by the way. <laughs> I love Wait, Tina. You should get, speaking of plants and cats, you should get a catnip plant. I was uh -oh. recently at the plant store and saw that they sell 
catnip plan. So if you got that, maybe Tina would really like you if you that's, gave her some catnip. That's good that's practical the tea. advice. That's the tea. Because the thing is, is Anne might have been the savior, but you can be the drug user. Drug user. <laughs> oh you my be gosh. The be the drug dealer. Be the treat bitch. Be that treat yep. bitch. Be like, yo, you want to treat Tina? Come on, Tina. Be the, be that you know you want a little bitch. more. <laughs> well, I mean, animals do know they can pick up on things we don't know about so maybe it's something in her spirit you know that no that's true on. i won't date anybody <laughs> i wouldn't date anyone where animals or babies saying. don't like you right you just say your dogs don't like your husband oh no but they bite everyone <laughs> Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> just not me. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to clarify. I mean, yeah, one's gonna clarify. make me put them down someday. <laughs> I'm not trying to have that omen moment. Can we just talk about TikTok real quick? Stop putting TikTok videos of y'all putting your dogs and cats down. That shit is, <gasps> is that happening there. I saw three of them yesterday and I was like, why? Like I literally watched them inject this little puppy with three different things and then watched his head just go. I was Ooh, like, I that should be against the terms and conditions. On that channel? What? I, I'm not, I don't understand TikTok, but how did you even end up on that channel? Yeah, why I don't, I don't have, first of all, I don't have a profile or anything. I literally just have the app to watch and I don't like anything because uh, I don't want to like, like, I don't want to contribute to the algorithm. So I just well, if you watch everything that profile. comes through. I just watch everything that comes through on Shuffle. So I don't really Maybe know. you should make a profile so it's a bit more curated to have less dead dogs. No, but you just, can just suggested <laughs> I watch this person. Or people can just stop posting them killing their dogs. Like, that ain't right. Is there, like, a warning before you watch no. this dog die? No. It's no, like TikTok is insane. Terrible. They stole my voice. I don't, I don't mess with it. Y'all know I'm famous on there. Are you famous no, on TikTok? No. Yes. If you look up the beauty mode challenge, that is my voice used by over a million times by celebrities such as Tia Mari, such as Jessica Alba, and this white dude, fellow cosplayer, went and snatched it. And when you delete your account, whoever uh, has used your voice, whatever, it automatically changes to them and they have ownership. <gasps> so then roll back two years, roll by, I open the app again. Oh, there I am, famous. Completely unknowing. I talked to the dude about it and he's like, no, no, it's mine. It's mine. I was like, uh, so I don't, I don't fucks with TikTok because I'm looking this up right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't fuck with TikTok either. Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. I've seen this before too. Oh, and that's oh, you. Damn, that's that's your voice. voice. That's justice. Justice for Joe. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, that's Jessica Alba doing it. Oh, look at you. All yeah. right. Sorry, yeah. bitch. See well, what happens when you're just having fun. Star is born. See what happens when you're just having fun and not taking it seriously, Joe. You, go, you lose your TikTok fame. Mm -hmm. uh, just okay. like that. Let me wrap this show up. It has been a long one, folks. So let's, let's get through it. Um, our last question is from Connor. And it says, I know, uh, I know you have y'all have been getting into more kink talk over the past few weeks fisting, diapers, trek, treks dragging. And since Joe Mama is on, I thought this would be a great time to ask if you had time, or if you had to fuck a cartoon character, who would it be and why? P.S. I love the way Tony says the word diapers. Maybe it's because I'm from Texas, but I've never heard anyone really pronounce the A the way he does. And while diapers aren't my kink, I could <laughs> listen to him say it for hours. Diapers. <laughs> 
stop us. So, Joe, you're a big old nerd. Uh, did you want to fuck cartoon characters? Is this something <laughs> that you guys like? <laughs> what? It is a huge, huge thing in the community, especially when it comes to, like, kink and, like, I've never, I have like over 85 cosplays, but I've never had sex in any of them. I almost did in one as a bounty hunter, trying to get that <laughs> bounty. But um, I was it. also in drag still, so it was extra complicated. But um, I've never, there's a whole thing about Lycra and Spandex. There's a lot of stuff. They make room for it at IML. But then when it comes to cartoon characters, if you look up anybody, like you'll do research for a look. And let's say you're doing April O'Neil. Well, for some reason, people love having April O'Neil tied up being getting humped real bad by a turtle. A turtle. It's wild. And then so they do that all the way. And there's gay ones. There's like Aladdin and Hercules with all this crossplay sex. But I for me, Aladdin. Aladdin. Right? Yeah. So, he's got a friendly face. Yeah. Because <laughs> when we first didn't have the internet speeds we have now, you could look at a picture and maybe get you Jewish that way. And so you'd maybe come across a picture of Aladdin. So, you know, all right. So, what cartoon character did you want to fuck, or do you want to fuck, Joe? I'm asexual. No, uh, I'm probably Aladdin. Aladdin could get it. You know, yeah, Prince I, Ali. Prince yeah, Ali, maybe a little. I think any of those Disney princes could definitely take my virginity. Maxwell, what kind of cartoon characters are you trying to fuck? Um, I think I said this on the last episode or maybe two episodes ago. I definitely want to have sex with Jessica Rabbit. Like that was my first sexual fantasy as a child was Ooh. Jessica Rabbit. 100 percent really what, yes what, i wonder what that route is i'm so interested that's in a mind. good dress i mean i have always been i always think women's bodies are beautiful and jessica rabbit is like a fictional proportioned woman i love her all right all right also so side note about the kink did any of you guys look up that guy that is the person that's getting fisted for their fist giving thing no, no. No fucking kidding. An anomaly is definitely the word I would use for the thing I saw just in his pinned trailer video of his fisting. It was only like a 30 second video of just four arms all the way up his back. Four arms? Like, like no, the forearm. But it was nuts. Nuts, I tell you. Just straight up punching hit the bottom of his lungs. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, <sighs> Like literally punching the bottom of his lungs. It was nuts. Meatball, ask him to put four arms in his butt. All right, that's an anomaly. Uh, <laughs> Diana, cartoon characters that you would fuck. Sorry, my butt is a little clenched up. Uh, Robin oh. Hood, the fox, the, the you Disney said fox. that you fucking creepy furry. I forgot no, you. No, no. In the game, I had said my first sexual awakening was um was Roger from One Hundred and One Dalmatians, but Roger is a human. Right. No, but wait. No, I feel like we've talked about this. At I'm some not. Point. I just. I you just like his attitude. <laughs> Oh, maybe it was during that game, not on the show, because I said I wanted to fuck the Power Rangers, and I think. Oh yeah, you said all of them, all of them equally. Did you see? Yeah, I did. I wanted, I wanted them to run a train on me. What? There's the Red Ranger. He became a porn star. You could see that there's the thing. Wait, no, no, the Red Ranger was like a what turned out to be like a an old electrician, wasn't he? Didn't he? No, he did a porn. Oh, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need you to drop the link in the chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I would have 
I want to change. I want my my cartoon character to be that uh, cat from the Paula Abdul video. Oh, so we're all just fucking animals. The jazz cat. All right. <laughs> we're, just all, we're just all bestiality as long as it's animated. We're in that so what, world. What, what baby are you? Cartoon baby are you gonna fuck, Tony? <laughs> you know, I. Tommy Pickles. Is that your? Uh... I'm I'm trying to think about like like what. <laughs> I just don't know that I've ever been a Captain Planet, I guess, because he was like metallic and I could see myself in his in his armor. So that was kind of a thing, maybe. No, no, that was the no, that was the uh, G.I. Joe enemy. <laughs> you know she was the villain. You wanted you know, to fuck the villain. <laughs> you know, you know, she was a sissy. That that one who was like Jows! or whatever talk like a fucking gay. That guy, because his face mask was a mirror. And I'd want to look at me. Um, Joe, did you have fun on the show, Joe? I did. I'm so grateful. Thank you for having me. Oh my god, it was nice to meet you, Diana. Nice to meet you too. You're you're welcome to come back. So you, you, we'll we'll have you back on for sure. Why don't you tell people where they can find you on uh, the internet? Ooh, on the internet, I exist. I'm a real person. Uh, You can find me at. Joe Lewis Creative, or which is where I usually do male presenting stuff. I'm a trans non-binary person myself, so like I jump all over. And uh, as female presenting, you'll find me uh, under Joe Mama Funny. That's J-O-M-A Funny, all over the place. I was a little confused by your website for a moment. I was kind of like, wait a minute, <laughs> is this all in a different language? I'm very confused on what's happening right now. Um, uh, uh, Maxwell. Um, you can catch my latest millennial moment on plants um, on my Instagram TV. It's very iconic. I definitely really taught you a lot about plants. So um, turn up and follow me on Instagram at Maxwell Esposito there. Love Bye. it. Diana? Um, you can find me following all of Maxwell's plant tips. Uh, on my Instagram, Diana D with three E's Luna, and uh, yeah, to, don't travel for the holidays, guys. Yeah, stay home. Just skip it. Yeah, just stay home, guys. It's 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 a bunch of nonsense to go out anywhere. Um, guys, if you like the Tony Soto Show, please go to our iTunes page and subscribe to it, like it, give, leave us a fucking message or whatever, comment. That's always great. Um, I do the Gay Power Half Hour every week with my good Judy Casey Lai. Tune in this week. It's going to be so much fun. Um, uh, let's see. What is happening? I have a gig. I have a gig on November 23rd on Zoom at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'll be doing the next installment of Queer Slam, which is my live podcast for queer storytellers, poets, and musicians. So, uh, And if you'd like to sign up and perform at Queer Slam, please go and uh, follow Colby Holt on Instagram at Colby Cameron Holt. That's C-O-L-B-Y, C-A-M-E-R-O-N-H-O-L-T. Uh, and you can sign up and you can do uh, a fun open mic for us, as long as you're not a stand-up comic, because COVID killed it. All right? COVID killed comedy. <laughs> it's dead. Um, guys, I'm the Tony Soto Show on literally everything. Uh, we'll be back again next week with Gunner Deathridge. Gunner! <gasps> That's so exciting! Yeah, we well, we want to see how he thinks Diana's doing. So I'd like to see how, <laughs> and he is slaying on TikTok. Oh right my now, god, so on so, Instagram so, too. All the and on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. So uh we'll have him on. We'll see what he's up to. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.